Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Marcus from Gen Con TV, and we are excited to bring you another classic episode of Fireside with Peter Adkison, where the founder of Wizards of the Coast himself takes us on a trip through the untold history of Magic the Gathering with special guests from the game's illustrious past. In today's classic episode, Peter and co-host Beverly Marshall Sailing are joined by the graphics pre-press manager and head archivist of Wizards of the Coast, Jefferson Dunlap. So without further ado, we'll drop you right into the conversation. Hi there. Welcome to Fireside with Peter Adkisson. I am Peter Adkisson. My co-host is Beverly Marshall Sailing, and our guest today is Jefferson Dunlap. So on this show, we go in search of the stories behind the scenes from people you may never have heard of. Uh, and specifically in this season, it's about Magic the Gathering, the early years, the creation of magic, the development of magic, basically 1991, 1996, somewhere along in those lines. And we have found the perfect guest today, someone who has great stories, but most of you have probably never heard of him. He's never been interviewed about Wizards, but he's been there for nearly 25 years. Jefferson Dunlap. Thank Yay. you. Yay! Thank, well, first, you. thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And Beverly, thanks for coming back. Always. <laughs> Appreciate it. You always say, you know, it's never taken for granted. I like that there's two. There's the back and forth. That's cool. <laughs> right. So really, serious. are you the longest running Wizard of the Coast employee at this point? Um, Is there anybody there that was hired before you? Well, maybe yes. Char Charlie mm -hmm. Catino, maybe? Or? Uh, Tom Warnerstrand. Tom Warnerstrand. And, and even though Tom right. went for, like, he... He left for a little bit, mm -hmm. and I left for a very little bit, very, very little bit, like three weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, there was instances where Three we weeks both... doesn't count. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Good, yeah. because I was still working on Wizards product. There we go. Right. That's just a vacation. So you're close. You're close. I wish I could take a three-week vacation. <laughs> they've never. They've let you have three weeks off. Okay, oh, God, well, that's no, good. No, no, 20, that was it. That was it. 23 years. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would say Tom is probably because Tom is the one who interviewed me. Well, and Tom is going to be on our show in two weeks. Sweet. Yes, yeah, so... Okay, so let's go back since you were there almost in the beginning, 1995, right? Yes. January 1995. Yes. And you're a pretty young guy, even now. Ish. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, the older I get, the younger everybody looks. <laughs> right? I feel young. Yeah, you feel young. <laughs> so, what, um, how old were you then? And, well, I don't know if you, maybe you don't want to tell everybody how old you were then, but. You were pretty I was young. just shy. I mean, of I was thirty. I was mm -hmm. thinking, is this guy out of high school yet? <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was the day okay. I was hired. I was twenty nine. Wow, so we're closer to the same age. I would have thought. Mm -hmm. I, I started Wizards when I was twenty nine. So there you wow. go. <laughs> okay, so uh, so tell us. Let's start with the beginning of the story for you in terms of Wizards of Magic: The Gathering. Like, like, how? What were you doing? before you got hired at Wizard. Ha tell us the story of how you got involved with Wizard of the Coast. All right, so what happened was, I was living in the Pittsburgh area. For I'm from that area and been there most mm -hmm. of my life. I was working uh, as a graphic designer, graphic artist at a glass decorating company. And I decided, you know what? I'm done with Pennsylvania, I'm done with the East Coast. I'm just gonna put everything in a U-Haul with my best friend and I'm gonna go cross country. Don't know anybody here, didn't have a job waiting for me, had some money saved up and said, Let's do this. Right. And uh, and that was actually really Road cool. trip to Seattle. There's Road no reason you pick Seattle other than... It was... We just... went like this. What's the farthest point? Okay. Oh. So... Right. And we were like... It was either Portland or Seattle. Mm -hmm. So when I went to say goodbye to my uh, local conflict store in Pittsburgh, there was this 
card game that was on the uh, when I was selling. You can comic shout books out too. to the comic book store if you want. Are they still uh, business? Phantom of the Attic. Woo-hoo. All right, they, they're the night. Phantom of the Attic. Thank you for providing us with Jefferson. <laughs> we really appreciate it for nurturing him in his early career and, <laughs> and making for, sure that he got on the right path. And right? for buying all the comic books so they could help finance me coming out here too. Yeah. I sold yeah. a ton of comics. Okay. So, I saw it. I was like, "What's this?" And he says, "Oh, it's this new game. It's called Magic: The Gathering." And it's training. I was like, "Oh, okay. That looks looks interesting." And I remember looking through some of the cards and was thinking, "I liked how eclectic the art was and right. really different." And uh, so when I get here after the road trip, mm-hmm. uh, I did a lot of temp jobs. And I remember calling, like one of the, I called wizards. Oh, you did. And the person who answered the phone and I talked to was Jesper. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, from Air Force. Yeah, and you know the he was... first Magic: uh, The Gathering art director, yeah. uh, and among many other talents. And you know he was really nice, but uh, and uh, I kind of he said you could come down, and but I kind of got busy with the temp jobs, and then I got a, a, a tried out for a place called CMYK. CMYK. Now there's a logic to that name for those of us who know something about color right cmyk stands for cyan magenta yellow and black okay you want to call it a k instead of a b you don't want to get it mixed up with blue Blue, yes so it's a service bureau now in that day service bureaus existed so if you want to have something printed you have to have film made for it Mm -hmm. and you know with a with a image uh, image Mm -hmm. setter which is basically like a giant 35 millimeter camera that will print the stuff that gets sent to the printers that gets made into plates. Mm-hmm. So I had some Macintosh experience. They had a lot of work and they said, you're hired. I walked in and basically I had a portfolio and everything. And I walk in there and like, can you work tomorrow? You know how to use a Mac? Yes. Ah, you're in. Mm-hmm. So they, in other words, their criteria for hiring was about as strict as wizards. Yeah. Was <laughs> in the <up>. 1990s. <laughs> so I had started, I'm, the friends that I had made when I was here, and this was 94. Mm-hmm. I started uh, playing some magic. And... So 1994, by the way, for everybody, that would be the years of the first expansions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arabian Nights came out mm-hmm. late 1993. Magic itself was middle 1993. Arabian Nights, 90, uh, late 93. So Antiquities, Legends, um, the, dark. Uh, the Dark, and Fallen Empires. Mm-hmm. That's kind right. of the period. Yes. Yeah. And also, I th- and I think the the I mean, and I also worked on the Duelist magazine because you guys got the, all the Duelist right. film is done there. Right. And one day when I was working on a magic set, and I'm pretty sure it may have been fourth, or it was Ice Age, but I know the card was Drain Power, and it was Doug Schuler. Okay. It, it was the artwork, right. and it had a red mana symbol instead of a blue. So I called Wizards. Okay, and... let, let me back up just to make sure I got this. So, so you're working at CMYK. Yeah. This is a pre-press company, which back in the day, when a publisher wanted to print something, mm-hmm. um, there's sort of the question of how do you print something? You've, mm-hmm. you know, with, from Wizards' perspective, we've got this art, we've got all this text. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It's intuitive that okay, somehow we have to lay this out in software. But explain what happens after we've laid something out in software, and it, like what what was what was Wizards having CMYK do? They were having us make the film that was going to be sent to the vendor, your print film. vendor, like Carter Monday. What is film? What is it, this it, it, film that you speak so of? So what it'll do is it will make sheets of four of the four colors: a cyan, magenta, yellow, mm-hmm. and black. Which that's the, what you build all the other colors out of, right? And the printer takes those films. Mm-hmm. And then they make them into plates 
to put on the printing press to press to print the cards. So films of the of what's to be printed. Yep. So if you imagine like with Magic the Gathering and having these big card sheets, which I believe were 11 cards by 11 cards right. back in the day. Uh, so if you have a, this huge, like a poster. Right. I remember these. Yeah. I'm acting like I don't know, but I, I know. It's like, so yeah, 11 by 11 poster of all these cards. And the process in those days was, when you say taking a film, it was almost like a photograph? Yeah, what it, would, it was almost like a giant printer. Okay. So we would take... Because they were big sheets and the printers weren't big enough, we had you had to send us in quads, which were okay. four sections. Mm -hmm. So when we send it to the image center, the image center makes four like and they're like acetate almost, mm -hmm. and they're, they're the same size, thicker, big, and they're the same size, big, big. and they look like negatives, right. right? And and then we take those, we can use, we can make proofs with them, and making a proof is where you. It's almost like you t you you go into a dark room and you you shoot the colors of it to mm -hmm. and then you laminate it together and you have a representation to say right. hey it's proof. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So that's what CMYK was doing. So mm -hmm. Wizards was hiring CMYK to do this creation of films and mm -hmm. proofs uh, right. for for Wizards products. So Got when it. I'm in the middle of working on something, <laughs> I call Wizards and the only person that was there, I think there must have been a convention or there was something going on. The only person that was there, and you don't mind me name dropping, right? No, was Maria do. Cabado. As long as it's good stories, we're not here to publicly shame anyone. So, uh, so no, was, no stories about no no bad. You can tell bad stories, but right. just don't name those people. <laughs> so it was Maria Cabado. Okay, yeah, great. Who answered? And uh, yes. and you know she said, oh, "Okay, I'll get right on it." And uh, and the way that and that's another thing that's kind of funny. So the way that files transfer because you guys were in Renton, right? CMYK was in Fremont. We had this thing called SneakerNet. What yes. that means is you actually had to bring your hard drives or computers, whereas other people would bring like discs or they'd bring like, uh, these are called SciQuest discs. Mm -hmm. Your guys' files yeah. were so big with all mm -hmm. the cards that you actually had to bring hard drives. Right. Uh, so after that incident happened, Warner, Tom Warnerstrand called my boss at CMYK. Oh, and wait, says, but I don't think we fully talked about the incident. Something about a blue a symbol on the right. on the drain mm -hmm. mana. Right. Is that where we're at? That's where we're at, yes. Okay. So you saw a problem with that card, is right. that right? In my knowledge I of think magic, I interrupted you right before you got to that point. So you you saw a problem with the drain power card. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, Maria was gonna have to I couldn't fix it, so she was gonna have to send another file. So right. The thing that the thing that Tom liked and also my boss mm -hmm. is because I was the only one at CMYK who was playing magic. Right. That Tom said we want that guy to work on our files. Because it was a problem nobody else, that somebody who didn't play Magic would never have noticed, right? No. It was a problem with, what was the problem? It was a wrong mana symbol it was color a, or something? It was a red mana symbol color on a blue card. And it was in the up, it was, it was the cup, it was a, it was a casting cost. And, you know. Right. And it was like, <laughs> it was glaring. Thank you very much for catching these things because, you know, the editors are the ones who get blamed when stuff like that happens. Yeah, <laughs> Beverly, how come you didn't get to that problem? Well, depending on which set it was, it might not have been me, but I know the um, part of it was that we would fix things in the text box and sometimes that would, for some unknown reason, cause the stuff in the words in the frame to change right, right. and and that well, and i never really understood why that was happening and i think but. by the way i think drain man uh drain power was from original magic yeah uh, and I think it, but you probably were seeing was probably being re-brought through yeah. for like revised i mean if right. this was in 1994 um i bet there is some astute 
listener to our channel who can look that up for us and find out where did or maybe maybe my director <laughs> look up where is Dre, Dre Power well I actually did that yesterday so yeah. that's I was looking at the timing frame yeah. kind of right. getting ready for this and I was able to yeah. like I think that's what it is but right 1994 it's weird because I remember that of- story and I thought it was a Red Elemental Blast or Blue Elemental Blast. But anyway, hey, who cares? doesn't matter. You didn't get printed. The point is... The deal is that you could change things and think you had it all right and that now all all you have to do is is check and make sure they made that that change got made correctly. Right. But that wasn't true. You'd have to go back and look at every single (laughs) part of the card. And not only that, you'd also have to look at every time that card appeared because they were all different. And sometimes, you know... Just because this one and this one are right doesn't mean that one's right. Right, right. And one of the things that yes. we, that with, with the creation of magic, just real, real quick, a little technical <clears throat> thing, the mana symbols, that's not a graphic piece. That's a font that mm-hmm. people yes. Yeah, a lot of people that. don't know that. Yes. And, 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 and that's actually, the making that decision was such a good decision. Because, because that it could float, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially during, their, yes. and what I mean by float, is that its position, the position of that mana symbol within the text box could move if the text changed. Especially in mm-hmm. another and language. Especially translating in other languages, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> so after working... That's the hardest part about this show, is actually remembering all these things from 25 years me. ago. <laughs> I'm hard, hard time believe I can it's remember. It's a good thing we're doing it now. If we waited another 10 years, <laughs> this show would be so much worse. Because when you, when you really think about it, we were working, and I oh, mean yeah. working, not, not oh, I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. No, you're working because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, back yeah, in those days, a lot of hours. there's a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. So after working at CMYK for about a year, uh, I, got a, yeah. I got a call that, uh, that you guys were thinking, hey, to get more control of the, of, of the uh, content, to get more control of... Uh, for speed to the vent, the print vendors, mm-hmm. the Carter Monday. Mm-hmm. Wonder what it would be like to have the pre press department in house, right? Right. And why don't we hire a guy mm-hmm. who can set that up? Yes. So I remember I interviewed on mm-hmm. December right before the break, right? And there was hardly yeah. anybody there. Tom was there, mm-hmm. and this is December nineteen ninety four. So mm-hmm. this is right during the middle of Fallen Empires. Yeah. That was a stressful time at Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was also uh, Jihad because I saw, that was the first time I saw Jihad press sheets. Right. When they were out on the tables like, what's this? And, I, and, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is uh, this is something Again, new. for people who don't, that's what the original name of the Vampire the Eternal Struggle card game was. Right. That was our trading card, White Wolf License mm-hmm. on the uh, World of Darkness uh, stuff. <laughs> well, I, I got a Jihad talk to <laughs> the scary thing is you're not the only person I know with a jihad tattoo. Yeah, it was cool. Um, so my first, so hence that's why my first day was January 3rd, 1995. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody got back from break mm-hmm. and I really didn't have a department. I didn't have a job waiting for me. My first job was, all right, you got to price this stuff out and you've got to sell it to the, uh, to you and other people to say, is it worth it? Yeah. Well, and yeah. you had to and, explain and I, what all equipment you were going to need. I, I, it's not like that was sitting there. Oh, no. I had to right. price I had to figure out the room. I had to figure out the equipment, the proofing system. Mm-hmm. Um, I already had the software. And I don't think I was an easy sell on that. I, I seem to remember having um, a lot of concerns about making that investment. 
especially uh, worried about, well, would these investments become obsolete in two years? You know, with all this equipment, is this really, you know, anytime you invest in technology, you're always worried about how long it will last and everything like that. But, um, uh, but it was a good plan. And Tom Watersham was a good advocate for it as well. And I think everybody in the management chain there was on board. I remember it was only one meeting. <laughs> well, and some of the rest of us were pretty excited about it too because it meant we wouldn't have to wait for proofs and things to come back from some other yes. place. Yes, you wouldn't have to drive right. to Fremont. Right. You yeah. could get a proof made right away. If there was a mistake, film mm-hmm. could get banged out right away. Mm-hmm. And uh, you didn't have to like, you know, do financial uh, sort of like, oh, we got to okay this, <coughs> so we have to get this printed again. Or like, ah, mm-hmm. crap, let's so, just run it. So what was that initial equipment list like oh, like uh, mm-hmm. try to take us back to 1995 oh, what did we buy you okay know? uh what did we so was, I, I seem to remember the number half a million dollars does that does that sound like about what we spent on that uh, no i think it was more three if i yeah. remember correctly anyway it was probably, around there well i don't want to get into and, anything and, wizards and, would think is proprietary and, and, but and uh, what i did <laughs> I remember pricing this out. Not only was it price, but it was effectiveness and speed. Yeah, speed was huge. Yeah. Well, and we had to have a dedicated room for mm-hmm. you for right. this, right? We built a room yes. where you could have this big machine that could print all these films. So we had the, yeah, the image setter. Then we had the uh, the camera to shoot the proofs. Mm-hmm. And then we had the laminator where, like, so you basically take each color of film. You put it on the, you put a, like a, mm-hmm. like cyan. You put a cyan plate. You put the film on there, you expose it, and you pull it out, and then you laminate them together by hand. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you have a proof. Woo. And uh, and I actually got to hire a temp, a, uh, a, a, a long-haired young guy named Sam Wood, who... <laughs> <laughs> Sam remember Wood. Remember Sam? Yes, I remember Sam Wood. Who went on to uh, become one of the concept artists for 3.0. That's right. Mm-hmm. Sam Wood was, a, was hired was a concept so artist. really he, long hair. artist and did... And uh, I think he's related to... to wonderful d Cousin of art. Uh, Linda Beardley, I think. He's like... He's, I'm pretty sure there was some tie there. I some nepotism. I mean, it was yeah. Wizards in the 90s. Of course, there was some nepotism somewhere. So we had a little <laughs> chair that he would sit by my desk and he would just sketch the whole time. Oh, and then it was like, Tom, um, Sam. Sam, I need a proof. And he'd run in and do the proofs. And, and then go back to sketching. Go back to sketching. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. it's going back to social media or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those early days were, um, it was a lot of work. Yeah. It was like, because getting out film, you know, it's like any other printer. You 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 hit print and then it it's as fast as it takes it. And when I said like a thirty five millimeter camera, that's how an image setter is made. Mm-hmm. It exposes on the film, it goes through a developer, it goes through a fix, mm-hmm. it goes through a wash, and it pops out at the end. Mm-hmm. And then it has to do that four times. And for each of the four colors. Yes. Right. And then in later years we switched to a third uh, fifth color. Now so how the- how many years did that first piece of hardware last oh. you? I just want to know, you know, if I was really, well. The thing you know, is, th- a thinking rebuy- about the investment, if, yeah. I want to go back and see if we depreciated if you remember it correctly. correctly you know? We bought another image setter. We had an Agfa, had, yeah. and then we bought a Cytex. So we actually had two, two. image setters. Well, because yeah. we were putting out so much stuff. Right, because not only were we doing the cards, we were doing the film for the books, mm-hmm. the novels. The magazine, mm-hmm. and yeah, and yeah. You mentioned Duelist magazine earlier. Yeah, we were doing, doing all that. Ads that we had to send to other people to be put in other publications. Mm-hmm. I think that's the something. Packaging. Yeah, I think that's something people <laughs> mm-hmm. don't think about a lot when it comes to for a game company. 
uh, it's not just a matter that you're making all the... You, th you think of the game itself. You think of all the cards. Mm -hmm. Well, all those cards have to be packaged in something. Well, that mm -hmm. packaging doesn't come from just nowhere. I mean, the packaging has mm -hmm. to be designed. It has to be artistically beautiful. It has to have graphics. Uh, and that means, especially in those days, going through color separations and creating these mm -hmm. proofs and stuff like that. And then not only the packaging, if there's a point of purchase display set up, mm -hmm. um, there is advertising mm -hmm. that we place elsewhere. Was it the close? We did lots of advertising. Yep. Okay. And everything I list, just listed, that's for Magic the Gathering. It's also for eventually Dungeons and Dragons. Not in the early 90s. That wasn't until 1997. But for, mm -hmm. you know, Vampire the Eternal Struggle oh, and yeah. for uh, Talislana, Prime Order. Mm -hmm. I mean, every, you multiply yeah. all of that the, by all of the different products that you're right. doing. Well, and then there's also support materials for events and things yes. that were taking place and all sorts of like posters and posters, retail, any sort sport. of giveaway swag. Yeah. Those oversized cards that we used to make. <laughs> oh, yes. <man. laughs> and, 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 and on top of that, you have to, you have to make sure you have the, the barcode, right? The ISBN, oh, yeah. right? That all has to be generated. That all has to be correct. You have to make sure you have the proper, uh, uh, stuff like for Europe, recycling stuff like yeah. being imprinted you have the, like just different things but don't you... feed this to your small children so they choke symbol yeah all that <laughs> all that has to be on there. all the legal text has to be on there. Mm -hmm. all of it so it's yeah there's more than just i sometimes think that you know we, we're not sprinkling pixie dust on paper and right. it comes out that no it takes a lot of going through the thing about back in those days is you had all the stuff that happened before it even got to film. Mm -hmm. And then you had the film that had to happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the time, that was the only thing. That was the only way to do it. It was the only right. game in town. However, you would run into things like, okay, we sent some film to, we, we were shipping it to Caramande. Right. Mm -hmm. but Caramande it, was our printer in Belgium. Right. That uh, was our, the first magic printer. And um, uh, eventually we would have others. But really, mm -hmm. Caramande was the, the, our primary supplier for printing mm -hmm. throughout the 90s. Mm -hmm. And we still use them. Great. Yep. Uh, but we also use other vendors. <laughs> mm -hmm. But let's say I send the film and it sits in a warehouse during the summer. Uh-oh, it got a little bit warm. The film has stretched a little bit. You got to do it again. That is ha things like that have happened mm -hmm. uh, in in the past. But I mean, you know, you just you go with it and you run it again mm -hmm. and send it again. And the other thing, and the reason I'm kind of setting this all up is because I want to get to the point where we talk about what it's like now. Which is we're not there yet. We're oh, not there man. yet. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. We're but, gonna get there. But, we we got. Well, I'm still on the hiring. I got one more question as to do. Oh, like, okay, you started, okay, okay. right? <laughs> we started because because <laughs> anytime someone says to me, you know, what about the good old days? And it's like to an extent, there's no such thing as good old days. There's fond memories, uh -huh. but good. <laughs> oh, that's great. See, that's better drama. This is a yeah. great, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to hear about how easy everything is now compared to back then. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. So you want to go back but, to the well, high. that actually will be a good uh -huh. way to underscore. We're going to get to that. So um, I have a question for you about since you were hired in January of 1995, Four. that moment, no, oh, five, five. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Moment was actually a big crisis point for the company I with remember. Fallen Empires. I remember it was really the the biggest crisis, at least in, the, in that that we mm -hmm. faced, having to do after other than just getting magic out the door in the first place, which mm -hmm. was its own whole story. 
Um, because it was the first time that magic showed sort of like, is this the, 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 the top of the curve of the bubble? We, is the bubble Zena. burst? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you know, we knew that there was inflated sales because of phantom buying and speculation. And we knew it, the sales were going to come down. The question was how much? And, um, it turned out, thankfully, not that much. But were you aware of all of that? Oh, yeah. And how did that, I mean, how, how did you hear about, like, what were you hearing about okay. that? Mm-hmm. So it was, I remember we were in the PAL area, in the production area, near like where Tom's desk and mm-hmm. Keith Kentop's desk was. Right. And you had a powwow. You had, uh, it was almost like an all hands meeting, <laughs> but I think there were, and if I remember correctly, it wasn't in, you remember we had the uh, the lounge area that was in the one building where most of the all hands meetings were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I remember you, you sat us all down and you, you you were just came forward and said this is the situation, and I remember thinking to myself, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> oh no, but I don't know. I just the thing about it is that I saw what was coming. Right. I saw the right. things that was down the road. Right. So I thought to myself, oh, you know, we're doing some really neat stuff that's going to mm-hmm. be happening on top of this. I think will be cool. Yeah, I don't remember which meeting of what I I said. I think what what I might have said because I think. I remember very clearly what I was thinking a lot at the time, which is that magic was a game first. It was a game before it became mm-hmm. a collectible, before right. people started speculating on the product, um, before these crazy demands, uh, all the problems having to do with you know, um, undersupplying the market. Mm-hmm. The reason it was an issue and the reason people were collecting the cards ultimately was because it was a fun game. And the collectability of the card, people loved the art, but it wasn't the art specifically that was drawing the collectability. It was the value of this card in a deck for competitive play, right? And so, you know, what we had to keep telling our distributors was we will eventually, yeah, we've got too much on the market now and speculators are pissed off. Those people weren't really good for our market to begin with. So let's just say good riddance to those people. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and go back to focusing on a game. And we doubled down on that theme with the whole pro tour and, you know, and came out with organized play program mm-hmm. uh, over the, in the months that followed. And it, it all worked out, thankfully. Phew. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and that's the other thing is that no one has any idea, like, how far ahead we are. Like, what are... Right. And, and granted, now it's, it's way out. But in those days, we were a little far ahead because I can remember... Uh, yeah, this was a year and a half after we launched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there yeah. was, like, yeah. we had... We had homelands in the pipe. We had the early stirrings of alliances in the pipe, you know? And mm-hmm. and I remember, you know, a, a, a sequel to Ice Age? Heck yeah. Right. So, and uh, Chronicles was right. in yeah. and around there yeah. where we were like, hey, yeah. let's Well, Ice Age this. itself was still in the pipe, actually. Yeah. That, that and, and, mm-hmm. and people went nuts over Ice yeah. Age. Yeah. And, it so. did, and it did well. It all, all worked out. So, I got a question for you at this point. When you were first, you know, working on everything and you have everything all set up, and were you still playing at that point, or was, <laughs> or, or, or did you eat your whole life? Um, I was actually playing, yeah. and I was playing like on one one of the one of my favorite things about Magic when I first started playing was that I could take a deck with my best friend. I could go to a Starbucks in Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. and on a Saturday. You know, and just and just throw down, because 
remember, I came here, I only knew one other person, mm-hmm. and I did make some friends, but um, no, it was a nice and inexpensive thing to do. And yeah. fun thing I, to do. By the way, I'm really glad. I was going to ask you. have been here 23 years. I was wondering if you'd made any friends yet. So I'm, <laughs> I'm really glad that worked out. <laughs> you know, one of the cool things, and I always say this to people about wizards, is the people. Uh, and I've made some of the best friends in the world. Amen. Absolutely. Wizards. Absolutely. My, my, my D&D group now is made up of people who are still there. And who were there? Our friendship was forged. It was yeah. I mean, we knew each other before, but not that well, right? Yeah. Our friendship was forged. It it's like I was telling you earlier. I carpooled with Steve Khan. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like he was our guest three weeks ago. And can you? And so, like, the thing about Steve is like, ago. you look at Steve. You know Steve, right? We're kind of different, yeah. him, and, him and I. <laughs> but we bonded so. We just bonded our love of games, our mm-hmm. love of D D, right. our love of magic, all mm-hmm. of that, really. And we'd have these great conversations, and then and then you suddenly figure like, if you would have met this person on the street, you maybe wouldn't have like. Eh. But then mm-hmm. you you talk, and it's just like, wow, you know, this person's awesome, and they because mm-hmm. when in the early yeah. days, wizards used to. There were a lot of, remember when there used to be a lot of goths at Wizards? <laughs> yeah. We're going to have one or two on the show. Yeah. Yay. We have Rias Hall coming. Oh, in, sweet. In a few so weeks. So think about yes. Rias. Rias was my, was the first job I had at Wizards. Rias had, was your first job? I had, uh, to, what I had to do, no, did, 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 <laughs> what I had to do was I had to format a hard drive for her. Oh, perfect. Because yeah. when I, before I, before the, uh, uh, I got the pre-press department, <clears throat> they threw me in IT. And right. they said, so while you're doing... Until this gets... Until we have all the equipment. Yeah, we really don't have anything for you. sitting around so just sorry. saying, you know, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just uh, trying right. stuff out. Stuff to show up. Uh, yeah. So they said, you know, you can, do you know computers? Sure. So I troubleshoot computers and stuff. And I remember... There's this gal, like a customer service. Everybody's afraid to talk to her. Why don't you go over and fix her computer? Is you know that what, what I named her? Com- you know what I named her? Com- <laughs> no, she was getting a new hard drive. And uh-huh. I'd met her. Right. So I named her computer Byron. And she was oh. like, wow. <laughs> oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. Okay. And so, okay, so let's go back to magic for a moment. Um, so you liked playing magic. What mm-hmm. any fond memories of like early magic sets? Like um, any like like tell us a story about one part- one set or another that maybe our our customers can relate to. When I discovered when I discovered legends after the fact. Holy crap! That was Ooh. so much fun. I loved legends. You loved legends. Yeah. And, and Ice Age. I loved Ice Age. That was that was really really fun. Oh great! You scored points with both my BFF and R and D right there. So perfect. So but but here's 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 a real. It's a very diplomatic answer. Mm -hmm. I liked Legends so much, and I was still kind of a noob. And this was after I this was even after I got hired. I think I was at a game store with a so called friend, and I uh, he traded me a bunch of Legends that I thought, oh yeah, this is awesome, and all he wanted. He wanted this artifact that cost zero and gave you three mana of any color. A black lotus. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I had a re- <clears throat> I had a mint condition not oh, played, man. which when I left CMYK, I got a revised deck that was sealed in. Oh. And in yeah. there was a. That's okay. Oh no, it was an unlimited. Okay. No, it was unlimited. You don't have to be but shy there was about a black that. lotus okay. in there, and I was like, meh. And I wasn't, so because I was playing mostly with my best friend and I would mm-hmm. occasionally play in right. game stores, I wasn't like 
playing a lot in game stores. Mm-hmm. I, right. I'm that type of gamer that I really like to play with my friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this person who will rename Nameless, I thought I was, ah, I got this. <laughs> I, got the, I got the best end of the deal. And I'm right. like, no, I didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so, yeah, but, you know. But Chappelle would made it fun for you. Exactly. Okay, so you like Legends a lot. Um, I, I think people watch this really love to hear about specifics. You know, anytime we can mention a, a set, because, you know, we all remember these sets so fondly. You know, I mean, I like, uh, um, I mean, anything you remember about Legends specifically? Oh, like you know any, what? like which cards? Okay, the, the was it the Elder Dragons? The other or was it bands with other? Oh, God. <laughs> I like the introduction. Don't I mention liked, bands with I other to me ever. The gold cards, the multi. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 cards. yeah, that's I was right. Like, that came out yes. legends because for a while, which there, was like the Elder Dragons, and yeah. stuff right now. For a while there, I was playing just black, black, black. Mm, Plague rats, floor of the pit, nightmare. I was just loving that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when I said, "Oh, I could play with red cards now and green cards now, and I could slip these." bad boys in there right. mm-hmm. and, and make those a were, really interesting sort of and those were those gold cards were colors uh that had multiple colors as part of their attribute like mm-hmm. this card is simultaneously mm-hmm. a red spell and a blue spell and mm-hmm. a green spell or, or and something it takes like that. mana from all it takes mana from yeah. all these to yes. cast that right? was i really like that i, I mm-hmm. also really enjoyed uh when we did mirage yeah, because mm-hmm. like I loved. I felt like like when when the artwork the artwork really started to like it took a turn and started to get these really interesting pieces mm-hmm. like Ian Miller and uh, Jeffrey Darrow and mm-hmm. uh, you know Drew Tucker. Drew Tucker we'd already used before, mm-hmm. but uh, but we were still we were still had people like Richard King Ferguson. We right. still had Anson. Right. We still had mm-hmm. Dean. You yeah. know, uh, and and Pete Venters and all that. But there definitely was, and it was neat to see how, like, with Mirage, we we had this, the theme was just so tied, and so and it made the cards fun. So, For me, I love the art, and I love what mm-hmm, the cards do. Mm-hmm. So I'm we're blurring a, a little player. bit, like, before you were hired, you know, because you were playing before you were hired. So what was the first card set that you, Jefferson, did the did within Wizards of the Coast, where you did the color separation and all that we've been talking about? You did the pre-press for it. Inside in Wizards in in Wizards yeah. of the Coast with your fancy toys that you that you got was it Ooh, Ice Age? Age? Or maybe been Homelands. Homelands, right? Okay, so because definitely been later, it take would have taken time to get all it that. May set up. Ice, yeah. It may mm-hmm. have been Ice Age, Homelands, in right. and around in, there. Yeah. So somewhere mm-hmm. mid nineteen ninety four might have even been revised. Right? Yeah, I yeah. can I could just remember, man. Uh, I think at the time it was Ron that was the brand. Ron Richardson. Richardson. Oh yeah, right. yeah. Uh huh. So, so when I was first here, I didn't have a car, I didn't have a phone, mm-hmm. but I had a pager, which you guys gave me. Oh, the pager! Yeah, pager. Yeah. Yep. And you also, uh, and what was actually cool because at the time I lived in Lake City, which is mm-hmm. way up north. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, I would bus it, but whenever Ron wanted me to uh, stay late, uh, the 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 reward was dinner and a cab home, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was enough. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously, it really mm-hmm. was. I, I was like, okay. You know, I didn't have to rush out to buy a car and all that, and and mm-hmm. and everybody was really cool with it. So uh, Ron was always really good at taking care of his people. And Ron yep. was seriously yep. any. And what was really cool about Ron is that he was not like he wasn't like, how's this is going? He was more just like, um, how's it going? You know, what's right. it look like? What do you need? What do you need? Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, those in those late twenties, early Thursdays, thirties, there were lots of you know there were some late nights. 
but I didn't sleep under my desk that much. Right. You know what I mean? It was right. like mm -hmm. you did what you had to do to get it out, to get it out on time. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Jefferson, since the mid-90s, have there been any changes in <laughs> technology that have impacted how you do pre-press at Wizards of well, the Coast without mentioning names of software? Right. The biggest <laughs> change is no more film. Oh, my God, no more film. That was the best change. We've now, done all this work explaining what films were so that we can... Get rid of it. So that we can get rid of it. Yes. Yeah. Because now it's done what is known as computer to plate. Okay. We basically, we take the cards now are in a PDF form. Mm -hmm. They are sent to our vendors. So we didn't need those really expensive machines eventually. <laughs> we, we, no, we ran them to death. But that technology kind of mm -hmm. made them obsolete. I know, I'm teasing. That's great. So, uh, <laughs> for the record, I was really, really happy we made the investment in that oh, department. Yes, yeah. very, very happy. Yeah. Because yeah. I just everybody loved... in the production chain yeah. was really happy about it, too. I, I just like, you know, <laughs> playing the manager, the skeptical executive hat yeah. once in a while. I'm not really very good at it, but, you know, well, here was the why other... you have to do that. So, we'll go back real quick here. The other thing about the film is that you could have people that I could be there at, like, the last, like, last minute. Mm -hmm. Maybe the mail room's closed. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I'd give the film to maybe Tom, and he would drive it down to oh, yeah. FedEx. There was one time someone actually had to get on a plane. They had to fly over. Okay, that story came up with Darla. It's come up now with you. Yeah. yeah. We think that it's Tom Waterstrand, so we're gonna come. We're gonna bring that story well, up you again the dude in two weeks. So had to take Tom film. is here mm -hmm. and see if he really did fly films all the way to Amsterdam. Right. Well, that's uh, the other thing about that is like in those days. We had to send. We had to do press checks. Yeah. Where because with film, your film, you're doing, you're doing film, making plates, putting them on the press, going. Mm -hmm. You really at that time you needed someone there to make sure the color didn't shift, make sure it wasn't too dark, make sure you know, right. you pull off sheets and check them out. Now with the PDF workflow, you mm -hmm. send the you over over the internet. You send the mm -hmm. PDFs to the vendor. The vendor follows our grid layout. They put it in grids. They make plates directly. They make the cards. And then we get a online, we can look at the final press sheet that's going to be used to make the cards and we can make corrections so, there. We can look at it and but, say, we found a mistake, sub that out. And so instead of going through all the trouble making film again, we just send a new PDF. They put it in the press sheet, so the time to press so, is way quicker. Let me see if I got this right. First of all, PDF is a file format, right. uh, Adobe file format, if I remember right, mm -hmm. um, that shows, um, it's a very common format for mm -hmm. converting files from any, mm -hmm. almost any sort of, like from word processing to R, sure. JPEGs, whatever. Um, I, I was actually surprised when you said PDFs, because I think of PDFs as kind of, um, common in a sense mm -hmm. i didn't ex I, I thought there'd be some fancier sort of format but uh it has all the resolution that you require mm -hmm. well it's adobe so i guess that makes sense and uh, and the color we require all the color information mm -hmm. you require is all stored in this in a pdf right. and the fun custom font so you're telling me yeah, now mm -hmm. and the thing is you don't have to send the because with pdfs you can embed the font Mm -hmm. Printer doesn't even need the font. We don't have to send the mm -hmm. fonts like we used to right. in the old days. Oh, font files. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You just you're sending a locked <coughs> down file that they can't change. 
Right. <laughs> which, which is good. Which yeah. is good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and if I understand right now, they're dynamically linked in the sense that if you have a card, you know, like say Wrath of God, mm-hmm. and that card appears multiple times mm-hmm. on multiple sheets, mm-hmm. um, it's all linked back to this one image, mm-hmm. right? And so if you edit that image, um, it it ripples through. Mm-hmm. And uh, No more having to check every instance. Every instance of the card, right. And and also language. You yes. Know, there's there's. Let's get to language. So so mm-hmm. when did you start doing it this way? When when did we um, wizards start? By late nineties, right? Because I think we were doing it by the time I left. Right. The the first PDF workflow was actually being done by pu- uh, periodicals and books. It was done mm-hmm. with the Duelist. It was done when we acquired D and D. Those were the first ones to kind of test it, and it worked <laughs> so well for them. Right. We were like, okay, we're going to do it here. The other thing... So late 90s. 19... Late 90s, early 2000s. Mm, yeah. And uh, the other thing that came in at that time were premium cards. Oh, yes. And wow. I mean, that could be a whole episode about uh-huh. it. Because we're, we're the ones that stepped up and said, we're going to do this. So but we're the ones that had to figure out how to do it. Right. How to... How, how we had to change the border to be on foil. How we had to make certain parts look shiny. I was about to ask, what do you mean by a premium yeah. card? But you're talking about, like in, say, uh, in traditional trading cards, this is not mm-hmm. new, right? In sports cards, baseball cards, and, mm-hmm. and so on, um, the idea of a foil card. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we brought it into collectible card games, trading right. card games. We were the magic we were the first. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Okay. That would be because we wanted to like, you know, there's certain things we wanted to make it so it was still legible. Right. That it was still it wasn't super thick. You couldn't tell the difference. You know, all these things that when it, when it came, it happened. Yeah, because if you're playing, you can't. And so that kind of had to get rid of the concept of film because that would mean double the film. Right. Because <laughs> you have to be every color on regular and every color on foil. Yes, because the color is different. Mm-hmm. Because right. if you print on foil, you want to have it lighter so that it mm-hmm. won't. If you use a regular color you used to do on regular paper, it's going to be super, super dark. Right. So you had to well, do it that it, way. Wouldn't it bleed too? It, 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 the process is different. It would, okay. it would, it would, but it would, yeah, it would, it would, it, it's, it's so much, it's just that you'd have to have the contrast so that it would, you'd lighten it up so when it's on foil. It's, and then you also have to use another <clears> ink. You have to use a white. Mm-hmm. A white mm-hmm. underprinter is what mm-hmm. it's called, so that certain areas will look dull and certain areas mm-hmm. will look real shiny. It sounds like there's some technical aspects. There's to some your technical job. aspects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But because of that, and also because of languages, and also because of, I mean, we're talking 11 right. languages where mm-hmm. we do now. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Now let's talk about languages for a moment. <laughs> like, like, so Magic the Gathering, uh, yeah, I don't know how many languages. Today it's 11 languages? Or? You count English. If you're counting, well, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. I think that seems fair. English is yeah. a language. Yes. Yeah, let's count English. I it's know people who have devoted their entire career to the English language. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, okay, so uh, 11 languages, and uh, obviously these all have to be printed, all the pre-press mm-hmm. and ha- uh, mm-hmm. the editing, even, I mean, the, the, the fork in the road between the English version of the cards and, say, the German version of the cards um, is going to happen earlier than editing right or mm-hmm. a- editing so a lot of times they were done simultaneously 
Right. So you would back in the editing process when when you were or you were managing, you were sending you would send the card or somebody would send the cards to a German translator or actually into all the different languages translators. So it's it's now in this big multi path fork mm-hmm. and a out of house translator would translate the cards mm-hmm. and they would all come back in and go through typesetting. Well, and there would always there would be questions that they would have based on how does it work in their language that would make us think, oh, huh, <coughs> maybe we should make it work that way in English, too, because <laughs> oh. that would be simpler. No, that has know? happened, too. Yeah, that, that has definitely happened. In, and with using the PDF uh, workflow and also mm-hmm. using the direct to plate we can make those kind of changes. I mean, doing mm-hmm. film, you'd have to do film all over again. You have, to yeah. fi- you have to send it again. You have to proof it again, send it again. Mm-hmm. Now you can say, oh, wait, we found, the German translator found this wording and it feels kind of kludgy. And yeah. then you, when you look at the English again, you're like, oh, they're right. And we need to change this to, mm-hmm. from a your to an an, <laughs> you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. With, a, with, with the way that we do it now, see magic, cards are now the typesetting is more automated uh-huh. mm-hmm. because when you think about it we are releasing 11 languages now, when you say typesetting you mean how the layout of that text correct that the, there's a text box in a typical right. magic card with a bunch of text correct. which might be some of it rules some of it might be flavored text correct and that's probably the mo the, the the main part of the typesetting equation right is correct. figuring out how that text is going to wrap around inside that box, Correct. right? And, and make sure it actually stays inside the box. It fits in, yeah, stays in the box, fits in the box. So. No, there are people that work on that, but it is, it's not someone sitting there doing this. Right. It's all. It is now automated. It's more mm-hmm. automated. It's more automated. Right. It's not, you know, there's not, there's not like a bank of people, type it in Russian, type <clears> it in <throat> Japanese. Right. No, they are, it, they're ran through okay. software mm-hmm. right. and it, based on the English, because mm-hmm. when you think about it, like, like, like a like Wrath of God in, in English is this big, but Wrath of God in German is this big, and it needs to be right. shrunk down like that. And that's what's kind of funny. German's like one of the hardest to get yeah. it all. And then with the Russian cards, the, you use Cyrillic, so it's yeah. all in the in the in, mm-hmm. in, in Cyrillic text, yeah. And all of that has to come out at the same time. World premiere, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. right. So, so when we were earlier talking about all the different things you have to do in pre-press, not just the cards, but the packaging, the POP, mm-hmm. and the marketing event stuff, all we we tried to make that sound as as big and voluminous as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, now multiply that by by eleven languages. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's huge. Mm-hmm. And I mean the 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 effort of the that department within Wizards of the Coast is just staggering yeah going all through this one little place because uh, you know a lot of the the people in-house at wizards were mostly working on just english versions of things Mm -hmm. right but you had to do them all right well and and not to not to like make it like i'm this like oh you couldn't do it without me you know you know i mean it's it's (laughs) we couldn't though i know but it's (laughs) we love doing that what are you talking about What what right now what it's more like is I am the guy I am like the last um, the I'm the end of the line before it goes to be printed right mm-hmm. right so I have so even though it's gone through editing it's gone through QA mm-hmm. it's gone through many passes of being you know checked off everything's cool I'm like the <coughs> last person who looks at it before it goes to the printer so I look at the technical aspects of it. For whoever it's printing to, like, mm-hmm. okay, what's the color? Everything's all cool. Everything mm-hmm. jives. 
Uh, all the fonts are right. Mm -hmm. But then I also look at the content real quick. I give it a quick look, mm -hmm. make sure everything's cool there, make sure that Japanese symbols aren't on Chinese cards. And, cool. and, and right. it happened. It, it, yeah, it, it's happened. Um, you know, make sure that the barcode is correct. It just, just, I'm like, not only am I doing the technical service and making sure that it'll technically print, but just to make just that last one, even though 10 multiple people looked at it beforehand. Mm -hmm. I'm right. like that last one. It's another one. set of eyes and a proofing process. You cannot have right. too many. You really can't. <laughs> and, and one eye is not enough. And then Two eyes are not enough. <laughs> that file, after I sent it to the vendor, I put it in the archive. So... Like now I'm in, so now I'm in the archive department. That's yeah, talk like, a, let's let's talk about that a little bit. <laughs> you know what is, what what do you do as an archivist, and what's okay. that? What's the point of that? In the be, in the beginning, we used to burn CDs, and there was a department of six of them, and we just burn it. And, and I'm talking not hundreds of CDs. I'm talking thousands of CDs. Mm -hmm. Well, now server space is really pretty easy to get. Uh, we transferred all those CDs to servers. CDs are all off site, mm -hmm. and now we just use server spaces. And I'm pretty much like a library in the sense that I have it organized by set, by brand, so that if anybody needs to look at an old set, if anybody needs, but also that's artwork too. Mm -hmm. So if anybody, if we're doing... So you could like get us the Cyclopean tomb without the mana symbol sure. that we misprinted for Alpha? <laughs> I could get you the one that probably was misprinted. But yeah. Wow. Well, okay. There's a certain. There is a certain cutoff point where some cards are really. You know, you. There won't be a finished card, but there'll be the art, right. or there'll be the art within the frame. But those early cards, the the way that we made them were they were EPSs. The fonts weren't embedded. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there was a different border, right. but no, I'm also, also, if anybody needs stuff, I can mm -hmm. also download that stuff. So, and definitely keeping that all in an archive is good because someone may say, I need, uh, I need all the Tempest cards or I need to, mm -hmm. I need all weather light or I need this one piece of artwork and all the artworks are assigned like these mm -hmm. IDs. So it's just a matter of looking that up. But my thing was that I organized it. Because mm -hmm. when when I inherited it, we basically had just servers and stuff was just thrown in there like a bucket. Right. And I was like, no. So for my own benefit, and if one day I win the lotto or whatever, <laughs> I can, I'm not going to leave a mess for somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And uh, yeah, it is it, having being able to access the old files is really important. And and it's also it's kind of like the coda. It's kind of mm -hmm. like it's the job's done. Mm -hmm. We know it's done. It's in the archive. Mm -hmm. And let's say there's a change. We get we, we find out while it's at the printer. Oh crap! You know there's something wrong with the card. There's a red mana symbol and a blue card. Something like that. Right. I can that gets changed. That gets saved in the archive, and it goes away and will never happen again. We don't save versions. We don't save right or you know wrong versions of cards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> remember, on top of that, we also have Dungeons and Dragons. We also have. Right. Ravelon Hill. We also have Duel Masters. We also, you know, all that right. on top of Magic. Well, right. and you keep archives of like promo cards and mm -hmm. stuff like that too? All of it. Packaging, all of it. All the mm -hmm. languages. So what's a thing that somebody might want an old card for? I mean, what kinds of stuff? Um, articles. Oh, definitely yeah. are Or uh, what I, what, one, one of my jobs that I do now a lot is uh, get old art to have uh, playmats made. Right. So mm -hmm. I'll get a call from Doug Schuler and say, hey, I, I need ancestral recall. Right. And I actually 
make it to the size of a plane. I, I res it up to the size of a playmat so he's able to use it. Right. That's another thing. Things like that. That's Re you, res it up. What do you mean by res it th up? That is make it so that it would. So the art may be this big. I right. make it. A, I have a program that allows me to make it so that it can be printed this big and it will still look clean. Mm -hmm. You mean even if the original file is at that resolution? Yeah. Was it like interpolates data? Or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, Were you it, getting it, dangerously close to talking about? <laughs> <laughs> magic. Yeah, it's magic. Magic. No, no, no. It's, it's, it, but it is. It, but it is a something. Mm -hmm. and that is why you've been there twenty-three too. years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and 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 that's another thing that's I I really love about my job is that I can apply my love of games and how like knowledge that I have that mm -hmm. I can I can use that to be able to do something because sometimes it's detective work. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. make sure it looks right, you know, in, mm -hmm. in the end. So, you have a question. Yeah. Woohoo! Yeah. Uh, Eddie Frank wants to know if you have any interesting misprint stories. Do you have any interesting misprint stories? One of one of our watchers. Oh, we have watchers. Uh, um, <laughs> misprints. Well, oh, duh. <laughs> You mean like, um, well, let's see. I mean, I can think of, uh, well, we had misprints with, um, I think, Chronicles, right? Was that, uh, that might have been before oh. you were involved? Right, but I do remember, no, I remember, wasn't there the one that it was the gin that was supposed to be on a blue card, it was on a green card, it was a yes for peace? Yeah, yeah. that was early. That was early? Yeah. yeah. See, I fixed everything. So yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, we had no misprint. Tell Eddie. There were no misprint problems after Jefferson. No, no, no. There were. There were. There were misprint problems. There definitely were. But I mean, um, luckily, uh, most of them have gotten caught. Some of the misprints that we've had in the past have been, you know, on packaging, right? Mostly, but um, well, we had um, also stuff. I mean, this is you know, and it wouldn't necessarily be the fault from pre-press. It could be from somewhere else. It could be mm -hmm. like we had a collation problem with Legends. There was the yeah. A block and the B block where. Um, uh, I can't remember exactly which, but there was like certain, I think an uncommon sheet mm -hmm. um, where um, there were whole boxes of, of Legends cards that where no matter how many you got, you wouldn't be able to get cards from one group of cards or something mm -hmm. like that. Anyway, and, and it was, it created a lot of hassle. Boy, just... That was a bad collation problem more than a misprint issue. Mm -hmm. And then and then you caught the misprint on I'm trying to remember, grade. though, if there had been... Because, you know, those things you kind of want to forget. <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, but, and in all fairness, maybe Wizards would prefer you forget well, as well. Yeah. So, uh, there, I, I can think of ones that got caught. I think really what but, we'd like to tell Eddie is I, I think it's actually amazing that there wasn't more. Oh, like, yeah. oh no, no, no. However definitely. Much, however yeah. much we had in the way of misprints, and there were bits and pieces here and there, What's amazing, and you know, and I remember way before you got there with the alpha. Those mm -hmm. those misprints are legendary. We mm -hmm. had uh, cards that were missing, like mm -hmm. Circle Protect Black, I think was missing. I think Volcanic Island was missing, mm -hmm. or something like that. We had um, the Cyclopean Tomb didn't have the mana point cost mm -hmm. on, on on the card. It's free. And, you know, it's uh, I, I <laughs> think what's that? It's it's right. free. Well, no, I think I, I think yeah. the other thing is that it's free. Yeah, exactly. Right. Once you started localizing, and if anybody right. doesn't know, localizing means when you take English and turn it into another mm -hmm. language. Right. It's called localizing. I think localizing caused us to almost have another step of checking files mm -hmm. because yeah, you'd have translators that would find this wording feels yeah. kludgy, and then you look at it in English and like you know right. they're right. 
So I think that when localization really started ramping mm -hmm. up, it was almost like another layer of checks. Well, when we yeah. started doing it yeah. simultaneously, so in the very, very beginning, it was later. Yeah. You know, we would do the English version, and it would be already gone by the time they translated it into other things. So, is there another question from uh, anybody online? Okay. Oh man. Okay. Oh, you got. There's a couple minutes. You got got another story. Any topic? You're you're wide wide open at this point. All right. Okay. Okay. Here's one thing that has. One of the things that impressed <clears throat> me about my when I first started working at Wizards, I'll never forget this. It was my first week. And I remember I was walking out the uh, I was walking out the one building. I was going over the other building, and I passed you, and I said, "Hey, Peter," and you said, "Hi, Jeff." You knew my name. Mm -hmm. I have worked at companies where I've been there for years, and they didn't know who I was. But after a week, you knew my name. I'll never forget that. How mm -hmm. much of an impression that made me oh, that good. I thought that no matter what else is going on, no matter what stress is mm -hmm. going on, and because it is. It is a job. It is oh, there's yeah. deadlines. There's there's right. there's things that need to happen, and uh, that it's really worth it. It's really you know I can't. Mm -hmm. Everybody that's ever wanted to work at Wizards, I say, oh yeah, yeah, you want to work there. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. it, it's just it's 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 busy. It's busy work, but you're you're making something that makes people happy. <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. And well, man, once we got D and D. Who yeah, I mean, yeah. Wait, so we well, yeah. Well, maybe we'll have you back when we do D and D. Oh my God, I would love to be back when you do D and D. But no, 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 I love magic. Yeah, we all. Oh my we God, I would love to be on D and D. Yeah, be so I, much I love magic too. In fact, I've been playing. I've actually had kind of a renaissance in my own life of playing magic. I've been playing it lately, and stuff. Mm -hmm. but we'll it, we'll we'll save that story. It's fun. It's just it's a really fun game, and it's it's. It uh and it just keeps evolving and keeps growing and uh yeah, it's uh there's some neat stuff there's some neat stuff coming. That's, That's another thing I have learned how to keep secrets. Like, yeah. like I'm not time. prying. I'm not. I'm no, no, but boy, there's some really That's cool stuff coming. Fabulous. I mean, you know, um, those of us, I think all of us who used to work at Wizard of the Coast, mm -hmm. still will always carry a fond place mm -hmm. in our hearts for for the company, and uh, it's always great when we uh to to touch base with somebody who's still there who's still mm -hmm. enjoying it um i um, wish you the we i wish you and the company the best Very thank, much you. So. thank you thank you <laughs> all right well that is about all we have for today i want to thank uh beverly for coming back i want to thank our guest uh jefferson dunlap for uh, uh being with us today I hope you enjoyed today's classic episode of Fireside with Peter Adkison. If you want to catch the show live, be sure to tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv backslash TV. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to stay up to date on all the Fireside podcast happenings. We will be back every Monday with classic episodes of Fireside covering the history of Magic the Gathering and every Friday with new episodes of Fireside Dungeons & Dragons. Again, I've been Marcus from Gen Con TV. Thank you for listening, and we will see you soon.